Welcome to the Five Smooth Stones podcast with Daniel Watts, the director of the EGM Institute. Hello, Daniel Watts here with our Five Smooth Stones podcast. These podcasts are focusing on the five qualities of a life-changing children's ministry found in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, relationship, experience, truth, discussion, and response. This week, we are in week number three of looking at children's ministry philosophies and how they stack up against the principles found in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Today, we're looking at the participatory fun model of children's ministry. After being recruited into the children's ministry internship program at my church, I brought my fun-loving personality along. I remember trying to motivate children to bring pennies for a missions project at my first VBS at the church. To ratchet up the motivation and fun factor, I challenged the children to bring $1,000 in pennies over five days. If they did so, I would swallow a live goldfish. (laughs) Well, sure enough, they eclipsed the goal with full participation. On Friday afternoon, I took the live goldfish by the tail, and while he was flapping, I swallowed him, the tail wiggling as he went down my throat. The children were cheering, and it was near bedlam. And to this day, I run into 45-year-old adults who remember the great goldfish swallow. It didn't really have much to do with the Bible teaching. In other words, it wasn't some kind of inverted Jonah experience, but sure was fun and memorable. The kids loved it. They loved VBS. They loved the leaders, the church, and wanted to be there every Sunday and whatever events we did in between. We did teach the Bible in serious and life-impacting ways, but there was always a current of fun and relational joy running through the ministry. And this is the essence of the fun participatory model. Rising up in the late 1970s in reaction to the information model, This approach creates a fun environment that provides children with opportunities to participate in activities that drive home the point of the day's lesson. The concern was that children were growing up and leaving the church as a result of an overly rigorous educational approach to learning. In order to capture the hearts of children, leaders thought the church needed to engage them and make Christianity and Christian growth fun. I've identified several key elements in this children's ministry approach. Number one, Bible teaching and real-life connection. The participation fund model views Scripture as foundational to effective children's ministry. However, they see the Word of God as the handbook for living life and as such teach God's Word with a strong emphasis on connecting that Word to real life. In this model, children's real life is a focal point And this leads frequently to a more topical approach to teaching life application, teaching the Bible with life application orientation. The felt needs of the children are often the starting point in this regard. Number two is active learning. Activities are a hallmark of the participatory fund model. Children are engaged through games, learning centers, artwork, and singing. There's a keen sense of learning through action and participation. In this model, every effort is made to engage the children through action, and therefore it tends to resonate with the kinesthetic learner. Number three is specialized volunteerism. The development of this model led to a specialization of roles in the teaching process. 
Volunteers are slotted into ministry according to their giftedness. Those gifted at presenting communicate the Bible truth. Those gifted musically lead worship, and others lead small groups. One particular version of this model emphasized a large group, small group approach, a gifted speaker presenting the Bible to a large group of children of various ages, and then small group leaders would shepherd a group of same age children in discussing and talking about that truth in real life. This participation fun approach bears many similarities to a kind of youth ministry model. In some cases, the speaker is replaced by a multimedia presentation of the Bible teaching. Number four is the fun engagement. The participatory fun model emerged in some sense from a, the idea that churches become boring and a drudgery for children. The initial leaders felt the need to break from a more traditional schooling approach and sensed that church should be fun and a place where children wanted to come. There was certainly some truth in this assessment. And therefore, in this model, fun for children is just bedrock. I've heard it expressed this way. If the teaching is lacking, but the children have fun, they'll return and we can improve the teaching. Fun is key. Number five is seeker-sensitive evangelism. While most children's ministry models are evangelistic in nature, the participatory fun model frequently has a seeker-sensitive bent. They're concerned about children raised in unchurched homes from non-Christian families who would never naturally find their way into a church. Therefore, they often create special initiatives reaching out to the non-Christian child. These are often pre-evangelistic in nature in the sense that they appeal to the fun-loving nature of children but might not have an illicit Christian message, hoping to attract boys and girls to the church community where eventually they'll hear the message of the gospel. And not surprisingly, then, this model was closely associated with the church growth and megachurch movement and its concern for the seeker. Advocates of the participatory fund model believe that many non-Christian children are unlikely to engage with a ministry that was too, quote, Bible content heavy. As the megachurch movement advanced, so did the participatory fund model of children's ministry. Very large churches sponsored conferences where they enthusiastically introduced this model to thousands of other churches. Curriculum was developed by large churches and sold across the U.S. With thousands of children attending these churches on the weekend, smaller churches were enamored by the success of Willow Creek, Saddleback, etc., and wanted to follow suit, hoping to achieve the same growth. With the American culture focusing on bigger the better and success as size, this model has probably become the most common children's ministry approach in the United States. This active learning approach, with its emphasis on the life application of God's truth, is one of the model's strengths. The model also shares an evangelical commitment to teach the Word of God even as it placed a significant emphasis on application and response. In addition to encouraging a life response to the Bible truth, leaders also focused on the child's attitude toward church. Adults who chose this model are highly motivated by their desire to see children want to return to church, find meaningful relationships in church, 
and experience Christian joy. As an alternative to the information model, the participatory fun approach can have some unintended results. The careful teaching of God's Word can become assumed rather than guarded. Gradually, the teaching is not as strong and accurate as leaders intend. Beginning at the felt needs of a child can lead to diminished focus on God's truth, in turn leading to errant Bible teaching. The desire to connect with the children and make church enjoyable can crowd out and even overshadow high-quality, meaningful Bible teaching. In the large group, small group approach, the large group teaching across a wide age range can be ineffective, particularly for younger children. I've been in churches where the children's ministry was like a youth group meeting with preschoolers. Oops. Although unintended, the specialized volunteerism approach can actually be rooted in a lack of commitment from children's ministry leaders frequently stemming from the megachurch dependence on staff-led ministries. To say it plainly, many churches just don't have enough committed children's ministries leaders, so they find creative ways to do ministry with who they have. Although unintended, I've observed many churches where the small group leaders are ill-equipped and are not able to help children understand and apply the teaching, and are really doing crowd control. Finally, there's a bent to have activities that are completely unrelated to the Bible teaching, simply for the sake of fun, i.e. goldfish swallowing. Now, I'm not against fun, of course. In fact, I believe fun is key to children's ministry, but we can't let it become the ministry's goal. Several years ago, at a children's ministry seminar, a children's pastor at an exceptionally large church was asked what success looked like on Sunday morning. She answered, fun. This may fall short of the great commission calling the church has received. It seems evident that the participatory model does not directly flow from the exposition of biblical material. I would suggest that instead, the participatory model is rooted in the secular educational world's reaction to traditional educational models. Elements of the model are supported by proof texts from the Bible. It is an example of the cart before the horse, so to speak. In other words, Bible passages are pulled often out of context to show that the elements of the participatory fund model are biblical. The weakness of this approach is in the tendency to misinterpret Bible passages to support one of the elements in your ministry philosophy, all the while ignoring direct biblical imperatives regarding children's ministry principles. In contrast, we've shown that God offers a complete set of biblical principles for transformational children's ministry in Deuteronomy 6, 4-9, through with several key elements that work together to lead to transformation in the life of a child. These elements are evident in the Apostle Paul's work, as well in the ministry of Jesus himself. We've also shown that God used these same qualities in his teaching of Moses in Exodus 3 and 4. Transformational children's ministry should flow directly from the Bible, not from educational models developed by people and then supported with biblical proof texts. Therefore, it seems appropriate 
to analyze the participatory fund model through the lens of the five principles found in Deuteronomy 6 through 6, 4 through 9, relationship, experience, truth, discussion, and response. Relationship, we give four stars. Relationships are important and the activities tend to be relationship builders. Experience, we give three stars. Experiences abound with the activities but are not intentionally connected to the Bible teaching often. Truth, we give three stars. An essential element but often diminished by the felt need approach and the need for fun. Discussion, two stars. Real-life discussion is dependent on equipped small group leaders who often seem lacking. And finally, response, we give two stars. Talking about application is an essential element. Actual response is something different. The strength of this model is on relationships and active learning. Engaging children through active learning is essential and the strength of this model. The following four additions could enrich the participatory fund model. Number one, experiential Bible teaching, engaging the senses of the children as in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, or in Jesus's ministry in Luke 5, 4 through 11, using activities to engage the children experientially with the Bible to truth. Number two, truth. Beginning with God's word and teaching in age-appropriate ways, all the while continuing to maintain the felt-need sensitivity in the model. Number three, discussion. Investing more in equipped leaders who can create an environment where children can talk about the Bible truth and the challenges of real life. This is where the real ministry is in so many cases. And number four, response, giving children the opportunity to respond to the truth of God's word in the teaching setting and afterwards in their everyday daily life. The participatory model is certainly a force to be reckoned with, as it is proved to be an approach used by God to impact thousands of children. God has brought the fruit of changed lives and effective children's ministry through this innovative and fresh approach. The addition of these four elements to this vibrant ministry model would significantly add to the already fruitful ministry approach. Next week, we'll examine the contemplative reflective model. Thanks for joining us this week for the Five Smooth Stones podcast. If you like what you hear, Feel free to share this podcast with another children's worker in your church or community. I look forward to seeing you next week at this same time. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our next Five Smooth Stones podcast will be this same time next week. To learn more about life-changing children's ministry, check out the EGM Institute website at www.egminstitute.org.